Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick J, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, April 13th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 50, the second paragraph, beginning with, in our personal stories, and ending with, to settle for himself. Today's readers are Dara L., Dory P., Lauren N., Barbara P., and our backup reader is Craig F. Our newcomer greeter is Katie G., and our second-hour moderator is Jody E. The reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, April 12, 2021, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,748, and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is 16,749. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. Overeaters Anonymous is not affiliated with any public or private organization, Political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Dara L. to read the 12 steps. Hi, great. Thank you. My name is Dara L. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Darielle. I will now ask Dory P. to read the 12 traditions. Thank you, Rick Dory P. 
Grateful Compulsive Overeater in Atlanta, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. 1. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. 2. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. 4. Each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 6. An OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me serve. And thank you, Dory P. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of chapter We Agnostics in the Big Book on page 50, the second paragraph. I will now ask Lauren N. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Lauren N. from New York, compulsive overeater, sugar addict, in reco- recovered one day at a time, thank God. In our personal stories, you will find a wide variety in in the way each teller approaches and conceives of a power which is greater than himself. Whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Experience has taught us that these are matters about which For our purpose, we need not be worried. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. 
thank God that last line is there. They are questions for each individual to settle for himself. I came into these rooms not believing, not thinking that there was a God that could help me with this. I believed that I was the end all and be all. Of course, that's what we do. That's what all of us do, or that's what a person does. I thought I was agnostic. I didn't know anything about God, and I thought that no God could help me. Maybe, I mean, if there were holocausts in the world and or they took mothers from young daughters, which is what I was when my mother died, how could there be a God? I was so angry at the universe that I didn't know that I was just punishing myself. Thank you all. Thank all of those people on the line that kept saying to me, just keep coming back. And then I surrendered. And I surrendered to you first. I surrendered to you, and I surrendered to my sponsor, and I surrendered to the voices, and I surrendered to the phone, and I surrendered just by doing this, what I was told to do. I didn't ask, oh, can I do this? I just said, okay, yes, ma'am, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try just for two days just for a day, just for two minutes. After two bariatric surgeries, after losing hundreds and hundreds of pounds over my life and gaining it all back, every single day of my life, I know that there is something out there. I just don't know, I can't define it, and that's okay. That's very okay that I can't define it. Thank you all for being here one day at a time. Thank you all for reminding me that I can't do it on my own. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Lauren Ann. Perfect. Thank you so much for getting us started. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who would like to share on what was read today? Nancy P, Rachel K, Okay, I've got Nancy P and Rachel K, Christina J, Christina J. I know I missed some. Anne Marie M. Adriana. Yep. And then Anne Marie. So, uh, Adriana, what was your uh, initial, your last name? Adriana and Anne Marie, I've got you down here. I just need the uh, initials of your last name, first letter of your last name. Okay, I'll get that later. And then, um, okay. Vasa O. Okay, Loretta. 
and Vasa. Okay, we'll stop there. Devoa, Devoa S. Olivea S. Devoa. V e v o r a. V e v. Okay, Vivea. All right, so we've got our group here. Thanks, guys, for being patient with me. Okay, um, so this is who I have. Nancy P., Rachel K., Christina J., um, Adriana, Anne-Marie, Loretta H., Vasa, and uh, Vivea. Um, I didn't get all the initials, so when you guys introduce yourselves, please make sure you include the uh, first letter of your last name and your state. Thank you very much. Nancy P., you're up, followed by Rachel K. Go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Um, This chapter is so comforting to me because I am still very agnostic. And, um, you know, it says things like it isn't so difficult. That's exactly what this book is about. We need not be worried much to our relief. You know, it has all these sort of reassuring statements or reassuring um, comments that I personally took a lot of comfort from because I was so convinced that I wasn't going to be able to get better, you know, um, because I had felt better before. Right. I had, you know, I'd go to a different meeting, I'd get, you know, more meetings, fewer meetings, different meetings, weigh and measure, don't weigh and measure, eat sugar, don't eat sugar. You know, here are some of the methods we tried. You know, that's what I did. I did all these things. And, and, and eventually I would pick up again. And, you know, when I finally surrendered, I was naked in the woods, like a bit naked baby in the woods. I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I just knew that I couldn't stand the pain anymore of my, you know, my eating and my, my family situation was, you know, my poor girl was hacking herself up with a razor blade and I just couldn't stand it. And, um, you know, so I, I begin this journey and, you know, it talks a lot about stuff that I, I don't know about prejudice or not. I don't, you know, all I knew is when I surrendered, I didn't think my brain was working at all. I, I didn't feel like I was the be-all, end-all at all. I, was, I knew that I didn't know at all. And um, we get to this chapter, and this paragraph in particular is of such comfort to me because it says, there's a wide variation in the way each teller approaches and conceives of the power, which is greater than himself. So check, that's good for me. That's one thing. And whether we agree with a particular approach or conception seems to make little difference. Excellent. I'm on board. And experience has taught us that these are matters about, about which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. That is so comforting to me because I don't walk the same path. You know, I tell my sponsees all the time, if, you know, when I, you know, this book just tells me where to go. It doesn't say how to get there. If I need to go to New York, I live right off Route 95. I can drive down there and be there in four hours. Or I could drive north to Maine first and be there in, 12 hours, or I could fly to LA and then fly to New York, and then I'd be there in a different time. But the point is, I need to get to New York. And this book, this chapter, this, even this very paragraph tells me that I don't have to worry about what other people are doing. I just need to swim in my own lane. And um, these are questions that each individual 
can settle for him, him or herself. And <clears throat> it's like this book is a, is a marketing tool, you know? Oh, you want, you want thin crust pizza or thick crust or, you know, sorry for the food metaphor, but they say, whatever you want, we have it here. It's, a, it's an endless well of variety and you can take your, take your, get there your own way. And, um, you know, I don't know what this thing is. I don't care. All I know is that it works. And for a data-driven chick like me, that's all I need to know. And with that, I'll pass. All right. Thank you, Nancy P. from New Hampshire. And Rachel K., you were up next, followed by Christina J. Go ahead, Rachel. Hi. Hi. This is Rachel K. from Northern California. Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I heard, uh, sorry for the crosstalk, but, you know, swimming in my lane. I There's a slogan, live and let live, that I never, and, you know, it, it's not in the big book, but it's, you know, we hear it. Uh, I, I think more in AA rooms than in OA rooms, but, and I never knew what I, that meant. I was like, live and let live. What does that mean? That means nothing. Well, now, you know, it, it means more to me now. It's like, look, you know, your opinions may be completely different than my opinion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, live and let live. However you conceive of God or, or any other matter or spirituality or, Whatever. I can't afford to have strong opinions on this or anything, really. And, of course, my self-will and my sick mind says, what do you mean I can't afford to have strong opinions? You know, what, what if they're right? <laughs> you know, what if, but what if my opinions are right? You know, why can't have, I have self-righteous anger or just self-righteousness, period? Um, you know, if, if I'm right, then no, no, even, even if I'm right or I think I'm right, I just can't afford it. Um, those are things that maybe other people can afford to have strong opinions about their spirituality or strong opinions about uh, whatever it is, whatever, you know, in the world of, of, of whatever, um, that I can't afford that. Um, I have to live and let live, you know, so, uh, you know, you, you get there the way you want to get there. I'll get there the way I want to get there, live and let live. And, you know, love and tolerance is our code. And, um, you know, that's what I hear, at least in the big book over and over and over again, uh, in different, in different ways, and especially in this passage. And, you know, the point is, and that's why, you know, we concentrate on the first 164, 162, 164 pages. But in the stories, there's such a variety of stories. But you'll notice in the end, they all they all get there. You know, they all have a happy ending or a happy, you know, to be continued. Um, and that's the beauty of this entire big book, not just the first 164 pages. So, um, and, and it's just sort of distilled in this passage. So thanks, uh, everybody. Have a good day, and I'll pass. All right. Thank you, Rachel Kay from California. And Christina J., you're up next, followed by Adriana T. Go ahead, uh, Christina. Good morning, Rick. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. Christina J. from the state of Washington, recovered for today. Uh, yeah, this morning I woke up completely discombobulated. I uh, looked at something on Facebook, had to do with my ex-husband, and 
I got into jealousy, I got into um, judgment, I got into just, and I had woke up peaceful, and then I suddenly was overcome with all this stuff. This goes back to old, old, old wounds from childhood that still push my buttons. And thank God, because it took me right to God. It took me to sitting in my chair in my meditation and crying out to God, I don't want to feel this way. Please take this from me. And um, he did. I cried. He guided me to pick up a particular uh, morning reader, and there was the answer. The answer was be grateful for the gentleness of your husband, the gentle love of those in program and their souls and their hearts as they reach out to you and you all interact. And do those gentle souls and those loving hearts have the same path I do? No, not really. I mean, they do in a certain way. We all have this higher power that we're reaching to and holding on to for dear life because without it, what would I do with that jealousy and that overwhelming, horrible feeling that I don't want in myself? It feels evil. I would be lost. In 2014, when I came in, I heard people in this program were recovered and they had the sunlight of the spirit. And I thought, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing the sunlight of the spirit. Little did I know it was right within my reach. I had to get out of the way. This book, a couple paragraphs back, is begging us to let go of prejudice. Let go of prejudice against this God thing, against this higher power thing, against this thing that's bigger than ourselves and surrender. And I can tell you today, without it, I would be dead in the water. I would be riddled with irritability, restlessness, discontent, judgments, jealousies, loneliness. I don't have to live that way anymore, and I certainly don't have to reach to the food to fix those things. So this is just telling us these are matters for which, for our purpose, we need not be worried. Forget about it. It's, they're begging us to forget about it and just do the work and move forward in this program, and you can find that sunlight of the Spirit. It's not always shining down in my life, but I tell you what, when I reach for it and it blesses me and my heart opens like a lotus coming up out of the mud, I can tell you that there's nothing like it, nothing. No no uh, banana sundae or anything ever feels like this, and it's a, a path that's developing slowly for me because uh, once the food is down, then the shit comes up from the bottom, and I get to slowly turn it to God. And I have to tell you, I'll finish up with this, thank God for that crap because without it I would just be full of my ego, uh, lollygagging along through life, oh, I've got this, blah, 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 but no, there's lots of stuff to work on, and God uses it. It's like grist for my mill to bring me back to him. So I love you guys. Thank you, every one of you. And I have to say I agree with everybody. Thank you for saving my life today. Uh, I pass. Thank you, Christina J. from California. Adriana T., you're up next, followed by Anne-Marie M. Go ahead, Adriana. Hi, Rick. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for your service, Rick, and everyone doing service on the line. This is Adriana T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Detroit, Michigan. And um, I really love this paragraph. Um, It kind of hits me at a good time because I've really been, God's really been working on me with just this stuff, is, um, you know, letting go of the debating society, you know, participating in that or um, kind of being stuck on my own idea of things and um, realizing that it hurts me to focus on what other people are doing. Um, And 
kind of judging whether it's right or wrong or not like me or all these things. And, you know, I just, like someone had said, I really can't afford to do that in my recovery. Um, I can get into a funk for days about trying to figure things out, like about God or figure things out about why people think the way they do. And, you know, it's really kind of a waste of time. It really takes me away from my walk with God. And, um, you know, I kind of let leave that up to God now. Um, and this is through many tenth steps on the subject. <laughs> so, um, you know, I feel like there's a reason that this chapter came up when it did at this time in my life. Um, because, you know, it takes us a little while to get through this book. So, um, yeah, it's nice to kind of revisit it from a different angle. And, uh, you know, just remembering that I was um, at a different place the last time I visited this chapter. And I'll probably be at a different place the next time we visit this chapter. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue to evolve and everyone will continue to evolve that continues on this path. And so, um, you know, there's really no point in obsessing about what other people think. There's always going to be people that think differently than me. Um, and I don't, yeah, I don't have to get into all that today. And that's uh, a relief. Um, yeah, I don't have to try to explain any theology to anybody. I don't have to try to get anyone to see anything. Um, you know, that's God's job. And so I can just kind of lay all that aside. So anyway, that's all I got. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Adriana T. for Michigan. Anne-Marie M., you're up next, followed by Loretta H. Go ahead, Anne-Marie. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M., gratefully recovered through God's grace. Um, I live in um, South Carolina and uh, just glad to be here this morning. So this paragraph reminded me, for me anyway, not to compare and look at these. I think other people have said that too this morning not look at these uh, these stories in the back of the book or the stories throughout the book and see what they did is not going to work for me or I already tried that and that kind of thing, but to look at mainly where God touched their lives. I believe that that's what these stories, especially in the back of the book, are about is to to look at how God intervened and was able to take away the obsession of the mind. They put down the drink and then turned turned to God, and God took away the obsession of the mind. And I, I, I learned that very, for, I've known that for quite a while, that God has to be the center of my life. What I was missing was keeping that relationship with God ongoing. It was like I was a refrigerator and, you know, <laughs> like a refrigerator plugged to the wall and, and me being the refrigerator thinking, I, I am just so tired of being plugged into this wall. I can't go anywhere. I've got to be stuck here. You know, I'm just going to unplug myself for a while. You know, I'll, I'll coast for a little bit. The fool will stay cold for a little while. You know, it's just like me. Like, I'm tired of doing this this work, you know, getting up in the morning and doing my prayer and meditation and you know, I just want to, you know, I can skip it here and there. And that didn't work for me. You know, like the refrigerator, the cold, the food stayed cold for a while. Um, the light in the refrigerator didn't go on any. <laughs> you know, when I skip my prayer and meditation, yeah, I don't, I don't see 
things as clearly as God wants me to see them. I don't see things clearly at all. And uh, like the food in the refrigerator, you know, I stayed abstinent for a little while. The food stayed cold for a little while and I could coast. But after a while, everything went sour, you know, and uh, I have to stay plugged in. So that's my experience. That's part of my story is staying plugged in, not only staying plugged in, but increasing my relationship with God, doing a little bit more every day, looking to see where, you know, constantly looking to see what he wants me to do next. Having my, um, you know, little plan for the day, but before I begin, you know, I can write it out, but before I begin or start anything, like it says in the 11th step of the big book, you know, I need to pray first and look to God and not only just in the morning but throughout the day that's what I've I've learned the most was that keeping that contact with God and most importantly increasing um, my time with him and increasing the relationship I have with him having that relationship get stronger and stronger that has been I think what I have missed the most in my past attempts, you know, of getting Gentle sober. reminder. Thanks, getting abstinent and staying abstinent. Thanks so much, Chuck. I'll pass. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie M. from South Carolina. Loretta H. here, followed, or you're next. Sorry, followed by Vasa. Oh, go ahead, Loretta. Sorry, I did not put my name in, but thank you for hearing me. It's Loretta H. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I got you. I, I, uh, I know where I went wrong now. All right. So, uh, thanks Loretta. Uh, Vasa, you're up followed by Devorah S. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Rick, for your service. Will you please time me because I have the tendency to mumble. Anyways, I'm Vasa. Grateful. Thank you. I'm grateful. Recovered compulsive overeater calling from Florida, uh, poor Tyler, Florida. And again, thank you for your service and everybody's service this morning. And this is a great paragraph. And I love going a paragraph at a time because my mind does not remember. I don't absorb very well when we read a page or two pages. Forget it, I get lost. So that's why I love, I love coming to this um, Vision for You meeting. So I did grow up in a communist country for the first 15 years of my life. And in school, we were thought there was no God. And then I also grew up with a religious home. There was much more pain growing in that religious home. And there was some pain being not believing in God. So a lot, a lot of confusion in my life. But anyway, anyways, I, I also felt like I was uh, living, uh, I had a punishing, fearful God in my life. I projected my parents or whatever to God. So uh, when I came to reco- to program, I had no clue anything about the disease. I didn't know anything about the allergy. I've learned it all here all these years. I I I was so excited to hear this was not a religious program. I really would have walked out from my first meeting it was a religious uh, program and i was so excited to hear it was a, uh, a it was a spiritual program it was much more inviting to me 
you know. And uh, and yes, I've been struggling with the food addiction. I didn't know it was a drug. I didn't know I had an allergy for years. I didn't know there was a solution. All the solutions I looked, they did not work for me. And I was led into Overeaters Anonymous, and this is where I heard, yes, I will. I am so ready and willing to surrender to a higher power. Well, you know, even if they call it God, I was so desperate, but I really, really loved the idea. I was ready to surrender to a power greater than myself. And I was ready and willing to do whatever it took, you know, to put the food down. My sponsor said, we got to put the food down. A clean house and help others. I said, how am I going to do this? It's too much work. One day at a time, one meal at a time has gotten me many, many, many years by coming and just just working, working the way it's laid out, the steps. I don't do it perfectly, but the only thing I really want to do perfect, not to go to the toxic foods, that, that to the, my allergy that set up the craving with the mental obsession. So this is a beautiful program. This is the only thing that has worked for me. And I'm so, so grateful to all of you because I needed to be with people that showed me, that had gone before me, how to put Gentle the reminder. food down. Thank you very much. How to put the food down and work the steps the way they laid out. Thank you. And I pass. Thank you, Vasa O from Florida. And uh, Devorah S., you're up next. Uh, and then we'll take a, a new list of names. Go ahead, Devora. Hey, Rick. Thank you so much. And good morning, everyone. My name is Devora S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And thank you all who does makes this meeting who makes this meeting possible. Um, this, these are a few sentences here that really speak to me. First of all, the wide variation on the way each teller approaches and conceives the power which is greater than himself. And whether we agree with a particular approach or exceptions, it seems to make little, little makes makes little difference. And you know, coming in and um, you know, I thought I had to find the find the people who think like me and do what I do and believe what I believe, and that's what's going to get me to where I want to be. And you know, you know, just I have to say that that to me is 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 just not true. It's a prejudice. It's 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 um, being agnostic um, because I'm ignoring such wonderful, powerful messages. What I'm hearing from people all over and how and and who, who believe different ways. Um, so I'm learning and I'm I'm believing and seeing and I'm I'm seeing that you know it doesn't matter. You know it doesn't matter. Like as long as we're all traveling the road which takes us to God. As long as we're traveling the road which brings us the peace and serenity and the freedom that we crave here in this program, you know, um, I'm I'm learning from people who 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 are agnostic, who don't believe, who who have their own conception of God, and that's okay because they they have what they 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 got it, and um, and. I um, you know, each day that I reach out and I talk to another person, you know, they may have different ideas and beliefs of me, but that's okay. But they're saying the truth. They are saying the truth, and they're saying things that I need to hear, and they're saying words of a, from a higher power, um, and um, which, which, you know, which I can learn from. Um, and, 
You know, I'm just so grateful for this wide variety because, you know, it just shows me that, um, you know, there's something here for everybody. And, um, and, 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 you know, the last sentence, there are questions for each individual to settle, each individual needs to settle for themselves. So, you know, it just takes me out of me and makes it me open to new ideas and conceptions and knowing that as long as I, you know, follow these um, steps and follow, you know, what's written here in this book, I can get there. And, um, and there's no right and there's no wrong. It's just, you know, it's the truth is here in this book. Um, and I'm just really grateful for each day that, you know, that I, I come to this. Um, and reaching out, and for me to reach out to other people throughout the day, whether it's for, you know, 10 steps or a fear, whatever it is, but the people that I call are all messengers of God, and they're all there for me. Um, so, and it gets me out of me, and, and to, to, and, you know, gets me out of me and into recovery, and that's what I, that's, that's what I crave, and that's what I, what I that I, I believe that's what God wants for me today, and with that I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah from New Jersey. Um, so, before we continue with our second group of names, we are in chapter We Agnostics on page fifty, the second paragraph, beginning with in our personal stories, and ending with to settle for himself. And although we value everyone's experience, we do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Linda D. Cynthia C. Craig F. Naomi B. Cynthia C. Okay, hold on just a minute. So I've got Linda D., Craig F., Cynthia, um, and who else? Naomi B. Naomi B. Kim T. And Kim C. We're going to stop right there. And then if we have room for some more names, we'll take those. So this is who I have for our second group. Uh, Linda D. Craig F. Didn't get all your uh, first um, letter, your last names, but Cynthia, Naomi B., I think, and Kim C. So uh, if I'm wrong on that, uh, you just correct me when you introduce yourself, and I'll make a note of it. So Linda D., go ahead. You'll be followed by uh, Craig F. Go ahead, Linda. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. Recovered. So grateful. So odd to be recovered. Me. Poor little me. Broken me. It's unbelievable that I'm recovered. Quite a while now. I, um, I know why this program works. Um, as regards to the reading, uh, because uh, everybody has the truth, the truth inside of them. And you call it whatever you want, but it's big. It's very, very big. And that's the very thing that saved me, that saves me every day. Every day I know that I have the choice between fear and agony, the fear and agony of this disease, or love. And that's where I find the love. In this program, through all of you, through those steps, through that book, because this 
These steps in that book, the big book, work. God is very, very real. The very last thing I ever thought was real is real. Call it whatever you want. Awesome. Awe, awe, awe. Wonder. True wonder. I want to be plugged into awe, and it takes work. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Linda D. from Connecticut. Craig F., you're up next, followed by Cynthia. Go ahead, Craig. Good morning. This is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks, Rick. Um, one, it, it, it fascinates me, this program. Um, it's so the wisdom that was found here to be um, this open about uh, this definition to allow people to to come to uh, their own conception of a higher power uh, the the uh, you know that's kind of stands above man's wisdom you know people uh, if you if man's wisdom people's wisdom was in charge of forming this program I think we would prescribe you know like most religions do you know if you're going to be with us you should believe like us and here's what we believe but it was it was it was such a such a leap to uh, to say we're going to be uh, going to allow you to define your own higher power you know so many people come to this program from backgrounds of of religious abuse because there's people in in religions and um, people are fall faulty and and failed and make errors and uh, you know uh, they don't know how to raise kids and and let them make choices and and so uh, you know so many of us come with with that kind of baggage and um, you know it, it, but this thing this this program gives us this opening and and the other thing is that the story that I that I that I have shared before and and but I'm old enough that I'm allowed to share my stories over and over again I think <laughs> that is that uh, you know that that it's like if you can imagine God as a radio tower in the middle of a big field and some of us you know we're scattered around the tower and and some of us are are south of the tower and some of us north and if I'm north of the tower to get to God I have to go south but if you're south of the tower to get to God you have to go north so if I'm telling you look go south that's the way to God uh, I'm telling you to go away from God without realizing it and and the same if you tell me to go the way you're going I'm going to go be going away from God but but uh, um, thank thank goodness uh, this is just a beginning this the simple belief that there simply is a God is just a beginning uh, and uh, all I'm doing is opening myself up uh, through the steps to allow God to reveal himself to me that uh, uh, I'm not I don't have to define God I, I'm not capable of defining God. I'm not capable of describing God. I'm just capable of saying uh, God loves me and he's and He's uh, here to take care of me and to guide me. And, and for that, I'm grateful. And for that, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Craig F. from Oklahoma. Cynthia, you're up next, followed by Naomi B. Go ahead, Cynthia. Hi, 
Thank you so much for your service. This is Cynthia C. from Newton, Massachusetts. I'm really grateful to be on the line. Um, as with every paragraph, I speaks, this one speaks to me. Um, so I, next week, God willing, will be um, four years of, of abstinence and recovery for me. Um, and when I look back on these four years, and I've seen how much I've changed um, and how far my life has come. When I came into program, I was angry and bitter and miserable and I think there's a part of me that wanted everybody around me to be miserable, although I wasn't aware of that. Um, you know, and by working the steps, like my hair was on fire, my whole life has changed. And, you know, what I've learned is, you know, when I came into program this time and I started learning to work the steps according to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, from, from this program or working with a big book sponsor and, you know, um, from this meeting that, um, you know, that my job and program was to work, to work the steps to clear away the debris so that I could have a closer contact, con closer conscious contact with my higher power. And the gift that I, one of the gifts in this program and especially this meeting is that, you know, we're all so different. You know, the people who have been, who are currently in my God squad, the people who have been over the years, different people in my God squad, the people who I've been, you know, the, the people who I, who I offer service to and I support, we're all so different and we come from different backgrounds and different religions and we're all different ages. And, and, and that's such, it's such a gift. It's such a gift that I get to learn so much from people you know, I love this meeting because I have people, you know, in my life from, from other countries and other, you know, across the, entirely across the United States from where I live and that, um, and that we know each other in a really deep way because we let go, because we have, you know, you know I'm Jewish and I have people who are in my God squad who are, you know, um, you know strong Christians and, and just this this great gift that that there's so much that we get to learn from each other when we let go of our prejudices or our ideas or or where we constantly think of people as other that um just that we come together in this amazing way here and you know and i don't know that i would have i, I you know, the part of the reason why i have the strong recovery is because i get to hear i get to listen to other people and i get to learn from so many people and what their relationship about God is. And, you know, I, I had been looking, it was so interesting, I had been looking for um, some, what, uh, you know, the, the ideal, a relationship ideal for my husband. And, and it's interesting, I got, I, I was asking reminder. around from people people had strong recovery and I got almost the same relationship ideal from people who are in two different religions who live in two different sides of the country and it just shows how we come together um, in a really beautiful way with that I pass thank you so much thank you Cynthia C from Massachusetts and next we have Naomi B followed by Kim C go ahead Naomi uh, thanks, Rick. Thank you for your service, my friend. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, um, wow, th this is really cool. I love I love this meeting, and I love this the, reading the big book and working the steps. And what, two things that resonate with me. One is, it's true, God led me to OA, and OA really led me back to my God. And I'm, I mean, I always believed in God, but you know, I was I was the God lowercase G, of course, for um, the food, 
but that's not the case today. And the other thing that resonates with me, I've been around um, on this phone meeting, you know, quite early, like from like 2012 or 2013, shortly after you guys started. And I think there were only 80 of us on the line. But anyway, there was a lady there from Florida who was an atheist, and she was working her program. And I was so impressed that I called her one time. I said, you know, we're on the opposite spectrum as far as our, our, our higher power. But I so admired because, you know, she had a higher power. She had a power that was greater than herself. It was different than mine, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that because different is good. And um, this program is just amazing. It's just amazing, getting me through scrapes and things in my life that would normally just send me right over the edge. But um, I guess God has this parachute around me that keeps me sane. Well, as sane as I could be. But I'm very thankful to this program and the steps and the and the fellowship. Oh my gosh, the fellowship! And I too have family members across the whole across the whole country, across the world, that were united in this deadly disease. But we are truly united. So thank you for allowing me to share. And I pass. And thank you, Naomi B. from Pennsylvania. Uh, Kim C., you're up next, and uh, we, we have more room which we probably will we'll uh, we'll take another name so uh kim c go right ahead hey good morning rick it's actually kim t as in tom from uh, denver colorado uh kim t recovered compulsive overeater i love the topic of prejudice because this recently came up for me and in conversation in writing uh, with my sponsor I had a very, very narrow view of prejudice, and that was the race prejudice, and I knew that was wrong. And I grew up in an area in Western New York where there was some of that, um, but my dad really showed the the version of, you know, all people are equal. And I love that. I love my dad. And I haven't always felt that, but he was a very good role model in that regard. And then... So I kept it just in that box. And as I've been working through my feelings around prejudice, it's come out for me that I'm prejudiced against so much. I was raised in a formal religion, and then I left it, and then I went back to it, and then I thought other things like we all, like a lot of us do. And I don't know where I am right now, quite frankly, with a quote-unquote religion. Um, but I know there's a higher power because I wouldn't be alive today if there wasn't a higher power. And I'm praying to something. And I just realized, too, how prejudiced I am against different churches and such because we were, I don't like this term, but we were church shopping for a while prior to the pandemic. And I'd go in there and I'd start judging everyone. Well, she's fat. Look at all the, the cookies she's eating at the, you know, they always have cookies and whatever, the treats, um, you know, the coffee. And then, and then I look at this person, well, look what she doesn't, she's not even nice. How can she be a Christian? I was so prejudiced against people. And so therefore we never stuck to any of those churches. And, and who knows, I'm sure there are other reasons as well, but it's just good for me to recognize the different manifestations of prejudice in me. And in this program, 
I'm just blown away, like everyone has said, by so many things. But one of them is how the definition of the word prejudice has just expanded, and I'm able to see these different manifestations of it, and I'm able to do something about it. And first and foremost, I'm able to not eat over it, because um, that was my go-to for good, bad, and different, not liking you, prejudice against you, loving you, whatever. Um, so I'm just incredibly grateful, and I wanted to check in and say that. So thank you. I'm out. Thank you so much, Kim T. from Colorado. We do have time for one more share. Who else would like this to Larry? share with us? Okay, Larry, go right ahead. Okay, Rick. Hey, thanks so much for your service, Rick. Larry K., uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, such beautiful shares. Um, I'm reminded that this disease does not discriminate. You know, I have a friend that owns, a, owns he's a, uh, he runs rather a residential treatment center. Um, and we were talking yesterday and um, uh, he's, 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 he's a doctor, medical doctor, and he, he uh, contributes to, the, to this particular area. And he was saying, you know, Larry, we were talking about this, this notion of addiction and alcoholism and compulsive eating and so forth. He said, you know, he said that burying our heads in the sand is never a useful way forward. And, you know, among clergy, alcoholism is the same 10% approximately that you'll find in the general population. Among rabbinical students, morbid obesity is probably the same 10% that you'll find in the normal population, maybe higher. Why does that matter? What does it have to do with what we're reading today? Because um, this isn't about religion, this particular program of practical program of action. There's much we can learn from religion. Um, this disease does not discriminate. It will take out a person with beautiful, lovely, magnificent faith in a God of their understanding. It will take out someone who has absolutely no belief in any deity or any higher power. It does not discriminate. This program, we have much to learn from religious folks. This program, though, is about a spiritual transformation in which we are, maybe at best, maybe at best, we're brought into alignment with a higher power of our own understanding. Maybe we can have a better chance of living a life of integrity. It's not always easy. I know that. Perhaps you know that like I do. It's not always easy, but what it does is it moves us along a process of steps in which we learn, and I see the time here, Rick, in which we learn that we can have love and compassion, not only for ourselves, but for others, and we can be of service to others, irrespective of religion. Um, so grateful for that, Rick. Thanks for your service, Rick. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Larry Kay from Chicago. Um, what a wonderful meeting. Thank you, uh, everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Tuesday, April 13th, 2021, is 16,753. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Barbara P. please read Division for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Go ahead, Barbara. Barbara P., could you please unmute and read uh, Vision for You? 
Sure, there we go. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.